This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It's Diana Bartolini with the Not Lukewarm Podcast. Today, we are going to talk a bit about trust. This is certainly a topic that I've talked about before, but I don't think it's a topic that is ever really exhausted because there's so much more that we can learn and so much more that we can turn over to God. I want to start first with what does the word trust actually mean? So the dictionary definition, trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, strength of someone or something. Okay, firm belief. I have a firm belief in God. I suspect that most of you have a firm belief in him as well. And we believe that he not only tells us the truth, but that he is actually truth. God is truth. And he has strength. And he is a person. He's not a thing. So we have trust in God. But the question always comes back, I trust him, but I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid this something bad is going to happen. I'm unsure of how to approach the situation. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to turn to. Do you ever say those things to yourself? Just me? Okay. I think we all say those things to ourselves for different reasons in different situations. So when we say those things, really what we're saying is we want to rely on ourselves rather than relying and trusting on God. Now, why should we trust in God? Well, I could give you stories from my own life as to why I trust in God. But I believe that each of us has many, many stories of times that we have trusted in God and things have worked out the way they're supposed to. And sometimes they don't work out immediately. And sometimes they don't work out exactly to our own personal thought, or I'm going to even say satisfaction until we reflect on it maybe days, weeks, months, maybe even years later. This idea of trusting in God is not my idea. It's all throughout Scripture. And if we, you know that I love to turn to Scripture because I don't want to be telling you just what I think. What is, what, are my, what is my thought based on? And so my thought is based in scripture. And there's just one verse I want to look at from Sirach, chapter 2, verse 10. This is a wisdom book. It's in the Old Testament. Sirach, chapter 2, verse 10. This is what it says. Study the generations long past and understand. Has anyone hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? Has anyone persevered? in his fear and been forsaken? Has anyone called upon him and been rebuffed? Think about that. We'll take it bit by bit, the first. So, you know, Sirach is saying, look at the past. And I'm going to say, look at the past, but don't look at generations past. Look at your own past. Let's just look right now at our own life. Have you ever hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? And I don't mean that you know, like when you were a little kid and you really wanted a new bike and you didn't get one. Not that kind of disappointed. 
Have you hoped in the Lord and been disappointed? And maybe you have. And then maybe if you reflect on it a little further, you might say or think, I was disappointed at the time, but then this other situation presented itself or another solution presented itself. And it was a much better situation, solution to the problem than I could have possibly come up with on my own. So sometimes we do have initial disappointments, but long-term, God does not disappoint us. Then the next part of it, has anyone persevered in his fear and been forsaken? Fear can be taken to say, to mean rather, false evidence appearing real. Fear is based on maybe the unknown. Maybe it's based in anxiety. Maybe it's based on our past experience where people have failed us. Or maybe it's based on a past experience where we've failed. God is never going to leave us in our fear. He just won't do that. And he's not going to forsake you. He won't do that either. If we turn that fear over to him, if we surrender it to him, he's going to help us. And then the last part of the verse, which is really the part that strikes me the most Has anyone called on him and been rebuffed? Wow. I don't know about you, but there have been many, many times in my life where I have called upon people and I have been rebuffed. Whether I was asking for help, whether I needed someone to listen, whether I needed some advice, I have certainly been rebuffed in big ways and in small ways, professionally, personally, people who've known me well, people who've not known me at all. But God has never once turned his back on me. Never. And I hold on to that. And when I think about this trust that I'm able to have in God, one of the ways that is helpful to me is to look back on my life and see where God has moved And there have been a couple of instances where I really thought I had been abandoned, that the situation was lost. And then months later, I realized, thank God, really honestly saying, thank God that what I thought was the best course of action did not come to pass because I would have had a serious problem much more serious than the problem I encountered, you know, in those months of confusion until I saw God's plan laid out in front of me. And sometimes there is a little bit of time of confusion in our mind before God's plan is revealed. I think those are the times when it is helpful to us to really turn all of it over to God, to surrender what is in our hands, to open our hands. And if you have to literally open your hands and say to God, take what you need to take. Take all of my confusion, my doubt, my fear, my concerns, my worries. God, please take them. And I don't want them back. I'm going to trust God that you are going to take care of it. That's the prayer of surrender. Oh, Jesus, I I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. It is 
a constant turning things over to God, I would be lying to you, and I don't ever want to lie to you, if, when, if I said to you that I turn things over to God and I never, ever take them back, I do take them back. Sometimes I take them back in small ways. Sometimes I take them back in big ways. Like I, I give God a problem. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, Lord, um, I gave that to you a couple of days ago. I really need an answer. I want an answer because it becomes about me. And so sometimes I take the problem back and I make a plan. But really, am I making a plan or am I plotting? Am I plotting against God? Sometimes I think that's what I'm doing. I don't know if you ever do that. But I feel at times I'm plotting how to get my way. Like a little kid. Like when I was a little kid. How could I get my way? How could I get my way around doing some chores I didn't want to do or you know, not taking care of my little brother or not doing some school project? How could I get my way? instead of doing what I needed to do. And so I do the same thing with God. That's not showing trust. That's not remembering that whenever we call upon him, he listens. This verse from Sirach, for me, really points to the notion that we do need to look at how God has moved and worked in our life so that we can keep moving forward with him and keep turning over more and more and more of our life to him. Simple, simple concept, right? Turn over our lives to God who wants our good, but it's not easy to do. And I think, not I think, I know that this is where prayer comes in. And where prayer comes in, and we're looking at our own life and seeing where has God moved. So for our not lukewarm challenge this week, I want you to look at this verse from Sirach, verse 210, and I'll put it in the show notes. And again, I don't want to study the generations long past. I want you to study your own life. And I want you to look at times where there have been huge, major struggles. And how have they worked out? And when did they work out? And then who really worked them out? I'm not saying that you sat around and did nothing. I'm not saying that at all. Because we cooperate with God, and it is imperative that we cooperate with Him. But before we can cooperate with Him, we have to turn it over to Him. And then He gives us what we need to move forward and to cooperate with Him, and then it can, the problem can work out. And sometimes the problem in air quotes, whatever that problem may be, the situation, the difficulty, it doesn't necessarily change. But what happens is we change. We change. Because we realize that we cannot have an impact on the situation. And so we truly then, when we realize that, it's also that realization that we have given it to God and that God is going to work it out in his time. And we have to wait and honor the fact that God will do it. We have to trust. That is really often the difficult thing to do. I do think, though, if we go back and look at our life and find those times where we see God, write them down if you're inclined, and hold on to those so that you can turn over more and more 
of whatever you're struggling with to God. None of us are going to achieve that perfect turning it over because we're human, but I think we can all try to turn things over to God so that we will struggle less and trust more in him. So that is my hope for all of us as we go through the next week, that we are able to turn over our worries, our cares, our concerns, our troubles, turn them all over to God, trusting that he will make a way for all of them to be solved one way or another at one time or another. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I hope that you continue to ponder God's word and to live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.